Hello and welcome to the 73rd episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast and proudly a part of the Pixels Podcast Network, the show where you can get your bi-monthly dose of PlayStation news, lukewarm takes and mental breaks hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the PlayStation support to my Australian consumer laws, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on any podcast service that will allow it and you can follow us on Twitter at Long Live Pod. With that preamble out of the way, Kale, I'm not even asking how you're going. I'm going bad, and that's what's important. And here we have it, finally. The update on Govinda's life we've all been waiting for. What, is this like a new development in your personal life? Is this like something professionally? What? What's afflicting you? What's causing you such rage? First, I want to start with something positive, because it's going to get real negative for a little bit <laughs> right afterwards. <laughs> it's been two weeks since we've recorded last. Which happened last time, too. That time. Yeah, I know, right? And it seems to be how we're going forward now. Welcome to the every two weeks podcast. But I went to the coast. I saw Kale. We did for the first time in, what, six months? Six months, probably. Yeah, it's yeah, been, it's been we a good lived- time. It was a good time. I've, I've been to your house more recently, but you weren't there at the time because I was taking care of your little, your little fat sausage. Yeah, you were the help. I believe I hired you as the help. Um, you came in and tended to my, my animal. Is that correct? Don't fuck with me today, Kale. I'm not going <laughs> to fucking stand for it, all right? Uh, so, that was, that was awesome. I had a, we were, I got a boat. My brother came down with his wife and my niece and Emily was there. And we had a great oh. time. It was very jolly. And I was like, just ready. I had a day off coming up for God of War. I was super hyped. And just so everyone knows, the day we're recording is the day that God of War releases. God of War is just, out and it is on both of out. our consoles. I have played it. And by this time, if you're interested, you probably have played it also because it's going to be two days later you're going to listen to this. Now, on Monday, Kale, it's Wednesday today, God of War came out. On Monday, two days ago, I was playing some Call of Duty campaign and my PlayStation just turned off. Mm. Middle of the campaign, lost power, blacked screen, just nothing. And it wouldn't turn straight back on. Like, I just I'd push the button, nothing, wait a little bit, pushed again. Eventually, blue lights started, like, pulsing for a little bit and eventually it kind of came back to life. Fix my hard drives, all that jazz, right? So it didn't turn off properly, obviously. Not too worried at this point. This is like just a little... A little worried. A little worried. A little worried. Very worried. Out of the blue. <laughs> Call of Duty is a bit of like a, a little bit buggy. So I was like, maybe Call of Duty is real weird. But it's very odd that it actually would shut my PlayStation down, right? And yeah. I was like a little concerned. And even at the time, I was like, of course this would happen the week God of War comes out. Probably the biggest game to be released on PlayStation in the two years that the cons- PS5 has been out. Jump forward to today, for instance, when God of War is out and my PlayStation has now turned itself off mid-gameplay about seven times today mm. uh, and it's turned into a real problem, a real issue. Uh, so, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, I called PlayStation support. They advised me to restore my PlayStation, but... Which would like I knew they were going to do it. I knew they'd ask me, so they asked me to do a full reinstall of the the system, and to do that, I needed to drive away from Emily's house, come home, but get a USB drive, put a file on it, like the update file on it, or the install file on it, in like a very specific hierarchy structure. It had to be a fo- folder that said PS Five all caps, another folder that said update all caps, and then it needed to have the file, the pup file, saying PS Five update dot pup, all up, all caps, super easy. I did it, happy days, plug it in, go into safe mode, try and do it. File cannot be found. Mm. Awesome. So I couldn't even do the restore. I then called PlayStation support again. I'd already told him about this. They gave me all the info to do the restore. And the guy tr- talks to me like I'm a fucking moron. He's Ooh, like, did you, spell it? Did, you spell, did you spell it all correctly? Like it says PS5 all caps. Yes. Does, and it says the next one inside that should be update. <laughs> update all caps i'm like yes like it says on the website i did that and cool and the file what's it how big is it i'm like 1.23 gigs he's like yeah that should be the right file uh and it's what's it say ps5 update.pup yes and he's like that's all caps i'm like yes and he's like anything else i'm like no and he's like no brackets i'm like no nothing no exclamation mark no nothing (laughs) Nothing. No extra spaces on the end of it. I'm not a moron. And there was a point where I was like, bro, I've worked in like tech for like seven years. Like, oh, did you, you drop the apple like, on him? You're like, oh. No, no, I just said tech. I just said tech. I'm like, no. I'm not a moron. I know what I'm doing and it's not working. And I've tried all the USB ports. I've formatted it twice. I've put the file on there multiple times. Like, it's just not 
going to work. And he's like, oh, okay. So look, I'll grab some details from you. But we'll probably have to send it in for a service. Uh, let me just have a look at the warranty status on it. Cool. What's all mm. like the serial number and the model number? Cool. All right, so it's out of warranty right now. And I was like, yeah, but I'm about four days inside two years, which would probably put it inside consumer law coverage. Oh, you, you are. That's, I mean. Yeah, it came out the 12th, the 12th of November 2020 is when the console came out. Today is the 9th. Love that. Yeah, so I was like, well, I'm, I should still be within consumer laws, like with, regardless of your limited warranty. And he was like, oh, yep, okay, cool. So, yeah, I've got, got to read you the blurb. i just got to read it, you know, whatever. So, uh, your console is out of warranty, out of limited warranty. Uh, this is in conjunction with any other laws and rights you might have under blah, 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 blah. Uh, the service fee for that is $400. Uh, and I was, and uh, being that you mentioned consumer laws, I'll have to refer it to my supervisor who will review the case and get back to you via email with, with the resolution. And I was like, okay, that just seems very convoluted because I'm just within the time frame. It's not working. Whatever. It's fine. I didn't say this. I'm just thinking it. I'm frustrated. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, just out of curiosity, like if I end up sending it in for, for service, how long is the turnaround time on that? And he goes, uh, we quote 21 business days. Oof. That's like That's Christmas. Four weeks. Yeah. So it means Christmas. Yeah. So I I joked to someone, I don't know who I was talking to, a few people at the time. I was like, I can't wait to play God of War at Christmas. It's going to be so fun. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much my life. I've still been playing God of War, but my PlayStation turns off every 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, and so even I've gotten to a point where I can feel it's going to turn itself off, where I'm playing and I'm yeah, like, it's- I, I haven't saved it in a little while. I should probably just do a quick save and then about five seconds later it will turn off. And you've, so, you've given sad. me horrific flash, but this is obviously like, you know, we make fun here, but this is a sad situation. I think we can all extend Govinda some measure of empathy here. Uh, it gives me flashbacks to my days as an X-Bot and the Red Ring of Death. R-O-D, baby. Yeah, like when that was starting to go around and like, yeah, you could feel a shutdown happening. Like eventually it got to the point where you just couldn't turn it on at all, but... Different yeah, thing. it's it's pretty rough too because it's like, even if I send it away and they fix it, unless they replace it, if they fix it, I'll never fully trust it again. No, it's tainted now by weakness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'll always be a little bit concerned. And uh, maybe if like years go by, I'll let it, I just won't think about it anymore. It'll be a thing of the past. But at least for the first six months, I will just be like, "Don't you fucking do it again, you, dog. <laughs> you little bastard!" It's uh-huh. it is an indictment on the thing itself because like once you said that to me i was like holy shit i've had this thing for two years where are the games where are they crazy (laughs) that it's still hard to get like not it's not as hard oh mind you but it's it's still kind of hard to get i was going to ask you that because is there even stock for a replacement or they literally repair yours that's what it is i don't care like i don't care what they do just i don't want it to Turn off. I'd rather almost re- repair because I've got uh, I've got like the decal, the D brand decal on the front that's oh, like yeah. a matte finish instead of the glossy black. Um, so I'd almost rather them just repair it, and that way they don't have to wipe my drive and all that stuff because I've got everything on there. So that was that was my day, and I've pretty much spent all day just dealing with that and being on the phone to PlayStation, being like, <sighs> just get, fuck you up. Okay, I hope no one from EB listens to this, <laughs> but being that I got it from EB, it's under consumer law with the retailer I bought it at too. So oh. part of me wants to like open it up, literally just disconnect the power supply from the inside and just <laughs> take them and say it's just not powering on. Yeah, what's going that's on, Because that's like a critical failure. And the one thing I didn't tell them, I was like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm this close to just being like, bro, I've, I've been trained by extremely highly paid lawyers from Apple about how consumer laws work, what my rights are as a consumer. I know them better than you for sure. Just fix my fucking PlayStation. You're going there's to. Even a thing, there's even a thing with consumer laws where like the manufacturer needs to be able to repair or replace it in a reasonable time frame. And that the wording is super vague, but like I would probably argue that 21 business days is not very reasonable. Yeah. He told me he told me it's in the repair center for two days max. I'm like, okay, then why is it taking ni- nineteen more days? <laughs> like, well, it has what? to. 
happened. It's funny. And he was like, it, it was like, oh, it's it's mainly because we can't account for Australia Post and how long it's going to take to get through the Australia Post. And I was like, well, I know you don't pay for shipping because I've done this before, so I'll still have to pay for shipping even if it's covered. Can I express ship it? And he was like, no. I was like, what? What do you mean? You guys are fucked. And so this is this is the dark side of being a PlayStation gamer is their support is always the worst. It is. I've had, I'm um, kind of blanking on it now. I've had a single uh, positive experience. I think we even talked about it on the show where I had like a, a digital issue and I called them up and they actually did resolve it super, super easily. But yeah, definitely anything to do with hardware. That's a, that's a shit fight. It makes me really appreciate the fact that Apple stores exist and you can actually go in and be like, this isn't yeah. working and they will like try and fix it on the spot or like on in the store at least in a reasonable amount of time rather than just telling you to like, oh, go fuck yourself and pay for your own shipping. Like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that's that's horrific. This is a sad state yeah, of affairs. So I'm going to keep playing God of War for as long as I can. I also, uh, my brother is has offered to at least give me his PlayStation for like a weekend. And I'm like, I'll take that, dude. And it's going to be a weekend where I'm like, Emily, I'm not talking to you and we're not doing anything. I'm <laughs> yeah. literally, I have, to, I have to play this game for as long as possible. I've got 40 hours. This is a 40-hour game. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep. It's uh, 60 if you want the platinum. So And we do. Which we do. We, we do. do. Um, but yeah, that was, that's, that's been me. I'd, I'd ask how you are going, but I feel like we've wasted too much time on me already. I'm good. The baby approaches. You, said you had a revelation with the baby. Oh, not a revelation, but just something. Uh, yes, I've come fresh from the hospital. Uh, the final scan of the baby. The baby is healthy. The baby is good, except for one strange development. It's uh, black. It's a black baby. That's. I don't know that I'd call that strange, Kavinda. That's. I would consider you're white, and your wife is white. No, and if you had a black baby, we'd all, all be questioning that a little bit. Plenty of explanations for that, Govinda. Plenty of them. Yeah, um, not good ones. <laughs> uh, for you, particularly. But No, it just has a big, big, big belly. Uh, real chubby little baby, small head, really long legs, but the belly is really big. And, you know, we've, we've had, like, uh, diabetes tests. Yes, that's the correct pronunciation of that word. Diabetes. Uh, so, it's all fine. It's just, it's going to be a fat little honker, and that's, it is what it is. Yeah, interesting. Uh, babies are kind of just little chubby fat things that just absorb fat for a really long time until they grow up and get less fat. But I'm talking, so like, of... like on the percentile situation, the belly is off the charts. It's over 100, right? Oh, so it's like the 101st percentile, yeah. which doesn't even It doesn't sense. even go that far. The head is... Somewhere around thirty, and then the legs are like sixty to sixty-five. So, so if yes, you can the baby imagine, took after your small brain, if you can imagine Doctor Robotnik from the yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say this. <laughs> some, Robotnik's a really good example. I think I couldn't think of anything quicker than yeah, that. I, but Robotnik nails it. Real I, skinny legs. I joke that it kind of reminds me of my dearly departed grandpa, who just had a big beer gut. He wasn't even that tall, but, like, just that kind of body <laughs> like, shape. Like, he wasn't fat, but had a giant belly from beer. But, like, otherwise wasn't really fat. Is There really is, like, I'm sure it exists elsewhere, but there really is, like, an Australian man body shape that they evolve into after too many years in the sun and of drinking cheap yeah. liquor and just... The, the tradie, I call it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I call it the <laughs> Queenslander. It's... Uh, but anyway... I'm going to move on because we, we, we have um, we have talked too long about me and a little bit of too long about Kale still, even though it was very short for Kale. And we're going to move along because I would like to go fight the system, the PlayStation system that I have mm. to play more mm -hmm. God of War at some point in the near future. This is one of the few situations where I'm like, I can't make fun of you for this. Like, normally this would be like a ruthless and you might even do it to me. I don't even know, but... This is no, like no, no, I wouldn't. It's just the timing. If this was any other day, like if this was like a random week with no real big releases coming oh, out, I'd expect to get shit, right? And like some, you of know, course, you being a dick some razzing, yeah. But today, no, I was saying this all day. We just drove an hour back, and I was saying like the what are the astronomical odds? Two years in, your thing dies on the day that the biggest game so far of comes out. the last out. two years. What are the out, odds yeah. of that? It's, it's ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> and my ultimate fear, because I feel like everyone's out to get me right now, is that I'll send it away. I'll wait, like, maybe it won't be 21 days. Maybe we'll get it back in 14, like, two weeks or whatever. 
and they're like, no trouble found, and they've just wiped my PlayStation and given it back to me. Because I reckon they'll do that. I mean, is that the end of the world? Yes, because there is trouble found. I know they wouldn't have tested it long enough or something, and I'll I'll get it, and it'll just shut down again, and I'll be so... Oh, sorry. I I just meant like, would it be so bad if you if they wiped the hard drive? Like, oh no, I don't care about the wiping of the hard drive. But if they wipe it just to give it back to me in the same condition and it still turns off, I'm like, well, you wiped it and it still fucking turns off, you dickheads. And I lost 21 business days of my life. Yeah, yeah, mm. of my PlayStation life. But anyway, well, we we should move just straight into what you've been playing, and I guess we can start with God of War Ragnarok. That would seem. Should we just do this? Because I notice there's six games here. We've yeah. played, well, three each, and we played two of them, the same one. So, do you want to do your different one, and then I'll do my different one, and then we can just talk about the two together? Yeah. Uh, I reviewed Tactics Ogre Reborn for PushSquare.com. It is a very good video game. Uh, it's very confusing to describe what this game is, but <laughs> in a nutshell, uh, a Super Nintendo game in 1995 was released. Uh, it was remade in 2011 for the PSP, and that remake has been remastered now in 2022. And that is called... You lost me, but it sounds fun. (laughs) It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. (laughs) It's really good. It's like, you've played Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy Tactics, yeah. I'm I'm kind of keen for this. Oh, you should check it out. It means I get it for free, so I'm I'm pretty down diggity for that. It's like legitimately one of the better written games you'll ever play. It's like really Mm -hmm. deep... I've got too much. Like, I, oh, I of course, play. yeah. I, yeah. I, I've got way too much on my plate, and we'll talk about that when I talk about my game. But there's just, I've got so much. I I can't finish games. It's impossible. Yeah, I've just gone to that point now where I can't finish one game. So, well, the the beautiful thing about this is that like it's designed for grinding, and so I I've played the vast majority of this on Vita, the PSP. Yeah, that was called. Oh, was it on, but you played like the PSP port or whatever. Yes, you played that on, on Vita. Vita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's essentially the same game. This just has like a huge amount of like quality of life improvements. Looks uh, a bit sharper. Yeah, not honestly, not even that much. Like it does look better, but it's still, you know, just sharpen the edges. You know, like yeah, it's still that isometric, higher resolution. <laughs> even that's like kind of the, a weird term for it because it's pixel art. It's like HD. Yeah, but the 2D. edges of the pixels are sharper. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. It's <laughs> But no, it's, like on a on a on a screen one like pixel in pixel art is like 100 pixels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so with uh, semantics, we're talking semantics now, doesn't even matter. But you you can really automate everything. Like I was giving you, we'll talk about it in a second, but like Persona 5, how you can automate all your party members. You don't even need to give them... Even even Joker, yeah. Yeah, and I just would do that. Yeah. Like, when I would need to grind, I would just I do that in the background. I thought about that for, for Persona and doing a bit of a grind like that. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah, save your fingers. You, know, you, you have to run, run around out. still, obviously, but that's, that's pretty good. I mean, like, when we were playing Total War the other night, I just was grinding in the background, and it was awesome. It was, like, really... <laughs> it's, it's really good. Uh, tight, tight, tight. Uh, well, uh, speaking of Persona, I started playing Persona 5 Royal on PS5 because you had it and I got it for free. So why wouldn't I, obviously? And, yeah. Uh, it is pretty nice. It is pretty nice. So I don't, I don't like, I've been, it's been so long since I played it that I don't really notice a difference. I'm like, it's still good. Like, Well, I do wonder because you've already, you said you got into like the, uh, the first dungeon or at least the start of it. Well, you get into it because it's like at the start of the game when you meet Ryuji for the first time and you yeah. get lost on your way to school and you end up just in the dungeon. And it's not yeah. really... You come back out and you'll have to go back in later, but yes, I've, I've got into that. Well, the fascinating thing is already you've met a character that wasn't in the first game and you've seen cutscenes oh, no, that... I, I'm aware. I think. But it's interesting uh, how that, they just really... That, that's like the... There's a battle in the beginning, I think, and there's a cat lady... Well, like, they, you know in the start of the game where you are, like, you are at the end of the game and then yeah. it goes into, like, the thing? She's in that, right? Yeah. And she's like, it's good to fight with you again and all that stuff. That's her. But even before yeah. that, there's, I mean, I guess it's after that. You run into her in, like, the train station on the way to school and, like, they've just really worked it in in interesting oh, ways. Interesting. Like, okay. And it does it throughout the whole game. Like, you don't see her all the time, but it's enough that you're like, wow, that must have been really complicated. And then they add the new social links characters. So there's other people mm-hmm. you can be spending time with that weren't even in the mix the first time around. Like it's, and they all feed off each other or sort of, it's a whole thing. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Uh, and that it's, I looked up the platinum trophy roadmap and it's apparently not that difficult. No, it's not at all. You do need to get into the second it's just time. 
I think, like the new game plus. It seems uh, uh, the one that I was saying said it can be done in one playthrough. So it just kind of there's a pretty nice roadmap because it gives you like just in the first thing before the first dungeon, focus on this and like yep. focus on getting these stats up and these mm. social links. Uh, and so it looks like it's doable in one. It just might be a big playthrough, but I thought it's a nice little easy thing to go for if you know later down the you know, just grind and just it away. It's something easy. to keep in mind because I did fuck myself in Persona Four Golden. There is a secret ending, and you can lock yourself out of it uh, in Royal. I'm pretty good with RPGs specifically where yeah. I will just do like I'll have like five saves that I yeah. meet frog oh, through most this of the is, time but this is one of those things where it's like if you don't have this social link completed by this date you're done can't be done and if like your saves are okay I, I'll trust the roadmap on that one I yeah feel like it, it should be good G me up for that but it's a pretty nice roadmap because it's not some are too wordy they just there's too many words this is really nice where it's like hey before this dungeon do this do this do this do this and you're good yeah. And it's like, you should have these trophies by the end of the dungeon. I'm like, oh, nice. I got Tactics Ogre, like, just the day after Persona, so I have, I've barely played anymore. I, I actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the dungeon, like, playing, like, with Ryuji and, like, I've gone back in. It's a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then other than that, we have both been playing the new Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare title. Have you finished the campaign? No, <laughs> I keep forgetting. Neither have I. Yeah. <laughs> Neither have I. I'm not forgetting, but it's, I just haven't. I, I don't play multiplayer because I'm a little cod bro, you know? And it is. I like to tell people I fuck their mums and stuff. <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. It is fun. It's it smooth. Is fun. I, I do like it. I like that they've really adjusted the mobility and made it less sweaty. It's still mm. sweaty, but less so. Like, there's none of this slide cancelling. There's none of this, like, people just jumping around everywhere. Uh, I mean, because, like, we, when you... <laughs> we had that last night, like, some random dude just jumping our guns. No, but they've changed it. You, he only jumps once. Or he would jump, like... Because when you jump and land, there's, like, a delay before you can, like, jump again. It ruins the flow and you'll kill yourself oh, if you okay. keep doing it. Uh, the slides are less brutal. Now it's, like, a dolphin dive instead of just, like, getting prone. I don't know. They've just made it... It seems a little heavier, and I like that. Some people hate it, but I like it. Yeah, it just feels AAA. Like, it just has that what? real money feel behind it. You're like, all right, this is what the standard for a shooter, and that's everything else is lesser. <laughs> on, it's, it's kind of how it is, and that's probably why it's so dominant, because it like the shooting just feels good and satisfying. Though The time to kill is brutal. Very quick. It's like, I think someone measured it, and it's like the average time to kill is like two milliseconds. Yeah, you disappear. You just disappear yeah, you just into the bullets. you melt people. But every now and again, you just get on the best little hot streak. Uh, I've taken Team Deathmatch out of my rotation completely because I just okay. don't like it. But I just use I use Kill Confirm as my Team Deathmatch, which I think is the, the best mm. play. And then I've, I've been enjoying it. The campaign, I'm a little... I don't know. Yeah, I get well, it now. I get like Because I read reviews and they're like, oh, it's pretty obsessed with just trying to recreate cool bits from other Call of Duties and it really does. Like, there's the sniper mission where you hide in the grass. The pacing's just really weird. Like, the sniper mission goes for so long and it's pretty slow and methodical. And, like, I didn't mind it, but it's just kind of... It feels like it has this section where it's, like, cool, snipe. Uh, He'll communicate with you and tell you who to take out and when and how far away they are. And then these jeeps will come up and people will walk out and you've got to, like, avoid them. And then you have to go clear the rooms, right? And that sounds... That's a fine mission set up in my Mm. mind. But once that's done, you go to another area and you do exactly the same thing again in yeah. that exact order. And I was like, okay, like that seemed unnecessary. And just before that mission, there's a mission where you're like in a bomber, I guess, and you have like the night vision yeah. mode and you can shoot stuff. And again, fine mission for a Call of Duty. Makes sense. Feels good. Works. Does what it needs to do. But it is directly followed by another one of those missions. Yeah. And like, what? what is happening? Like, what? Why are you putting them together? Like, spread them out. Like, if that was, like, bookended the game, it would be one thing. But the fact they are back-to-back, by the second one, I was like, really? Again? Well, you, I was saying so, to you, like, and this is all followed by this chase mission where you're, like, in, you're driving a truck and you're, like, doing this Uncharted shit where, like, your truck will be blowing up and mid-driving, you'll, like, take out the dude on the next truck, you jump to that, you're, like, swapping vehicles... Then there's like a truck dropping mines ahead of you. You got to like catch up to it. You're trying to overtake this convoy and it seems to go forever. And I'm playing on like the one difficulty above normal because I just felt like, Me too, yeah. yeah, I wanted a little, 
I, I probably died 40 times and I refused to turn it down because I was just like, maybe that's why. Maybe it felt really bad, but it was like, I couldn't deal with this shit. Yeah, there's a point where I just, like, I liked a challenge, but when things just feel stupid and not fun, now I'm like, I don't, I don't want to not have fun, so I'm just going to turn it down. And it's not all bad. Like, there, there was that cool mission where you're, like, sort of doing the, uh, like, the frogman uh, aquatic, you know, like, sneaking through the water in, like, a harbor. Oh, yeah, true, in, like, that the was harbor, cool. and like, there's, like, the security patrols going around yeah. and stuff. No, don't get me wrong. I think it's, like, actually a pretty good campaign. I just mm. think some of it feels like they were just, like, we this is going this is too short this is a four-hour campaign what if we just get the same mission and double it and just do it again and like it is like, and i that, this, this this is such a casual complaint but like my issue is like i don't really play these games i have no idea who any of these people are or who they work for or what they're doing so mctavish who who is ghost i've never seen his face i don't know who this person is uh we didn't play that call of duty that was from Call of, was it called Call of Duty Ghost? I think it might have that been, but would it's another game that I haven't played. I just know Soap McTavish and the guy with the handlebars. I forget his name. Uh, is that Price? Price, that's it. Yeah. They're the only two I know. They're the only two I know. Or the only two I care about, but it's it's fine. Uh, but look, uh, overall, it's a good game. I, I'm glad I didn't buy it is probably my final say. Like I'm glad I didn't spend the money on it, but I'm keen to have my weapons leveled up for Warzone because when Warzone comes out next week, I can't wait to play it for 30 minutes before my PlayStation turns itself off. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, <laughs> just going to shoot in and be like, oh, but you need a PlayStation, dude. You need um <laughs> Too soon? Uh, Too soon? Uh, fuck it. What am I going to do? There's nothing I can do. It's just it's You can play it on PC. Like, oh, true, true. I'll probably oh. do that. But that sounds even worse to me than even just waiting a month to play it on PlayStation. But yeah, that's rough. At least if I get it sent away and back to me, I'll have it for my two weeks off work. Yeah. That's all I need, really. But I'm still upset. Anyway. Can I have your PlayStation? You won't need it after the 30th. <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. Uh, and, and, okay, I'm done with you. Now. I'm bored with this. And finally, Kale, mm. we have played God of War, some more than others. And by that, I mean I've played God of War and you played the introduction to God of War. Yeah, like, and again, we won't spoil anything. I think it's still too no, fresh. No. And it's it's kind of incredible how much shit goes. I played this game for one hour, and it's I'm shook to my core. Like, the shit that goes down within that time, I now have no idea where the rest of the game goes, and that is so exciting to me. No idea at all. I'm intrigued what you did in an hour. I'm, I'm trying... Like, I'm not going to ask questions because it'll ruin things. Well, but I just, you know, like... like I think have they you left have you left your home yet? I think so, yes. I've done one Okay. Well again, we don't want to get into it too much. It's just No, no, that's all as long as I like if you've left your home, I know pretty much what you've seen and what you're up to. Yeah. So, that's, so it's just Yeah, that's, uh, it's really good. I it was actually like the first in the first little section I was like even surprised at what was happening. I was like, Oh damn. Already. Yeah, I just couldn't cool. believe it. They just kicked it right off with a bang. Uh it's on. Really just <laughs> impressive, like, just performances and direction in, like, those cutscenes where it's just so tense. Really, like, there's a part of it that really reminds me of... I won't even say it, because even that might give stuff away, but it's just super yeah. tense and, like, the tension's really good and it, it is just a master masterclass in making a story-driven game. I will say that my heavily pregnant wife uh, was playing with me and there is an animal death quite early on uh, and she bawled her eyes out over that with the hormones and <laughs> our adorable little dog sitting next to us. <laughs> was, uh... She's such a loser. Kind of <laughs> such a loser for me. <laughs> oh, she'll listen to this, don't no, you? No, I'll, I'll let it slide. She's, she's, the hormones are flying. She's the like, end of this pregnancy. I'll let it slide. But again, I, I'd ra- I'll talk to you about this offline. But even that, what we're just talking about, do, like I don't even know if you understand the implications of that. Of what that no, means. No, I actually, absolutely don't. I, I watched the Skill Up review and he was saying, like, everyone should do some research on yeah. Norse mythology. Yeah, yeah. To find out, like, the relevance of some of the things you're seeing. And he's like, if anything, it, people would think it might be spoilers, but if anything, it's going to only add to your enjoyment of what's going on. Well, and again, we all know I'm a massive fucking history nerd, but, like, the death of that animal has monumental implications. That animal needed to live. <laughs> and it did not and now i'm like what the fuck is gonna happen (laughs) like that is a very 
plot relevant animal. <laughs> Maybe that's what I can do with my downtime. You can become I can an expert. Just, I can just <laughs> become an expert. I'll read that Norse mythology book that you've told me to read a couple of times. And that Skill Up also said to read. Yeah. But, um, I believe uh, Neil Gaiman actually did one. Is that correct? I think he did like his own take on them. I could be wrong. Wasn't that the one? I thought it's like there was I think one. It probably there is. Was a, there was a book that was just called. It was it called? I thought it was just called Norse mythology or something. Yeah. Uh, and it's just got like a hammer on the front, and that's the whole. That's the whole thing. But Skill Up said to read it. But I, I'm. I, I should because I don't know everything. I don't even know well, what like Fimble Winter really is. You know, Fimble Winter is the period in between. Again, we can't spoil the first like game, but preceding uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, so the events yeah. at the end of God of War are locked in that Ragnarok, the event, would happen, and that was always so going to happen. Winter is a natural thing before that. Yeah, it's the in between time between the yeah. end of the world and Ragnarok, which is the final apocalypse kind yeah. of thing. Cool. But cool. it's just cool. it's cool. like already at the end of that game, they'd destroy like turned myth on its head, and like they'd already changed it so we knew it wasn't going to go exactly the way it was yep. meant to but yeah that dog was meant to do something and i'm like <laughs> is it coming back to life like what are, what are we gonna do i'm interested I, I will i'll be interested to talk to you after you played a little bit more because you see something later that might be relevant now that i'm kind of putting dots together you're telling me how important that animal was and i think yeah uh so i'll ask you later uh but one thing i'm going to point out it's really hard. It's a really hard game. And I, I got bamboozled by Skill Up, who said it was really easy and that I should put the difficulty up. And I did put the difficulty up. Again, and I did I too. I put it up one. Fully was like struggling with a couple of bits. I was just like, this is hard. And I'm, I feel like I'm not doing enough damage. I'm like, am I missing something? Did I, have I forgotten something <laughs> key to the combat in this game? Because I can't do this. There's this one enemy, and maybe a minor spoiler if you don't know about the enemy types. Fuck off. Uh, and he spurts out these little fuckers, these little like slug things. That, like, oh, I haven't seen on that. The okay. You'll see it. And there's one bit where I had to fight one of them. And they're pretty, like a big ogre thing. I think it was like a higher ranked one. It was kind of difficult. But I had to fight him in a small room. Oh, my God, dude. I, I turned the difficulty down. I was like, this isn't fun for me. <laughs> like, I, I'm not enjoying it. I don't feel powerful. And maybe it's because I'm so early in the game and so like underleveled and I've got no abilities, which they don't really explain very well because I finished the first God of War. That's always tough, isn't it? That yeah, is a tough yeah. thing. I finished it very strong. And then all of a sudden I start this game and I'm like, oh, I have no abilities anymore. And I have real basic attacks and I like a tray, a tray, a tray can't summon the wolves and stuff. Like, yeah. I'm like what happened? Like what, what's going on? But anyway. That's beside the point. Beautiful game and very, like, I all I want to do is go play it right now. And it's a shame that... I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be... <laughs> every, time it, every time it shuts down, I'll be like, God fucking damn it. Fuck. Yeah, it's so rough. It's so rough. I'm, I've got another power cable here that I'm gonna bring just so I can test that out. And maybe it's just a shitty power cable that I have plugged into it, which yeah. would be the best case scenario. I would be so happy. It might be worth trying to explore some kind of fan option too, like put it on top of like a fucking ice brick or something. <laughs> it's it really, I just, I, I opened it up and I gave it a good clean out, but it wasn't very dusty and like, I so really already, can't imagine it's... You're already beyond my abilities. Like I would not be opening it. I'd be like, this thing is ruined. My life is oh, over. When I say opening, I mean, I took the case off. Like it's Now you said easy. it. That's voided. You said it on <laughs> here. It's done. No, dude, they, they tell you to open it to put the, the new uh, M.2... SSD in there. But anyway, uh, great game. I'm very excited to play more. I don't... It, look, uh, it does kind of feel very similar. So, like, I don't want people to expect yeah. a world-changing game. It feels very much like you're playing God of War. I'm just really bad at it all of a sudden, which is strange. I just know that the guys I work with, they've all beaten it now. And they've been very kind and good about not, like, overhyping or spoiling anything. But, like... Even from what little I've gleaned, like, there is so much shit that is incredible coming in this game. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. Even just, like, even just being back, but it's all fresh is really nice. Like, I'm in a yeah. boat. I'm just cruising around. This isn't really a spoiler because it was in all of the trailers come, leading up to it. But, like, the first place you go is the Dwarven uh, Svartalheim. 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 <laughs> uh, and it's just, like, you're just on a boat. They really have used that, like... 
in the first game, there was that kind of hub where it was that big lake where there were seas. It was, the yeah, World Tears Serpent Temple was. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of seemed like a bit, you can go different directions and it kind of feels like Svartalfheim is very similar. Yeah. Like, you just kind of cruise canals, open up different areas. You just, just reminded go me. Go exploring and I just, it's so good. Because we only played, we played, it launched at like 11 p.m. last night here in Australia. So we played for like an hour. Well, in Queensland. In Queensland. Uh, and Thanks to yeah, Daylight Savings. We just ended on meeting Brock and Sindri, which was exciting. Yeah, you see them again. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I f- uh, can't wait to play more. So let's hurry up with this fucking podcast so I can <laughs> do that. And in doing so, let's quickly get through the quickest fire news. Kale, are you ready? I am as bad no as No time ready. to listen to your response. We've got to get moving. <laughs> Hideo Kojima says, next project will transcend video games. It's almost like a new medium. I feel like we've heard that before. Kale, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I couldn't remember exactly, but I, I swore he said the exact same thing about the Strand type video game and how Death Stranding was going to be a new genre that he'd invented. Yeah, I, I think he's just referring to like how connected it was to other people doing things in the game, but it was all hype and it's all Kojima and I'm still interested about what he's going to do next. No time for you to reply. We are going to move right along. Director Glenn Schofield puts the cart before the horse and is already thinking about a sequel to The Callisto Protocol. Okay, what are your thoughts? A bit too early for that one? Um... Moving right along. No, no, wait, no, really quickly. <laughs> uh, it's it's an interesting interview because that headline, and I wrote it. Actually, you edited it. Whatever you've added, your I own changed spin it on it. it. Yeah. Uh, it's more interesting than that because he was like, "Look, you don't put this much effort into a universe and then throw it away." Like that was more what he no, was I, saying. I was, I was also joking with the cop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, of course, of course, you're thinking about it, and like, yeah, you don't. I think in the in the industry now, you have to be thinking about a franchise. Of course, you don't put four hundred million dollars into something and be like, all right, exactly. next, all right, bye now, let's start <laughs> something new. Like, totally understandable. Uh, but I did add my own flair with the cart before the horse bit, so everyone settled down. <laughs> okay. All right. Just 70 megabytes of data contained on the Modern Warfare Two disc. Time to go digital. Discs are for suckers. Kale, what are your thoughts? I agree, but this is really a kick in the teeth for the physical fans out there. Like, this is a it is. useless disc. The biggest issue for this, the reason people do two discs is because they're like, I live in the country. I have shitty internet. So, if they buy Call of Duty, they still have to download 120 gigabytes. It's so and crazy. And that's fucked. So it is. They'd have to put it on two discs. That's probably why they didn't do it, because it would have to be two discs. Well, it's there's just... an 80 gig limit on a Blu-ray, I believe, but... As a former EB Games employee, this is fascinating because you're like, this kind of ruins the economy of used games. If there's nothing on do you it. Want, do you want scratch protection on your yeah. 70 megabyte disc? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's- Moving right along. PS London Studio making a fantasy-based online co-op game. I don't know if I said PS London, but PlayStation London Studio is what I meant. Yeah. Can you say games as a service? Games as a service. There we go, because that's what this is going to be. Uh, I, I have nothing. I have nothing to say on this because I don't really know what this means. Well, do you know what they what games they've made before? Uh, not off the top of my head. No. <laughs> Feels like they're trying to cash in on Final Fantasy XIV's success, and they're probably going to fail because lightning doesn't strike twice. As long as there's PlayStation, Call of Duty will release on it. This just in: Microsoft likes money. Phil Spencer says that we will always have Call of Duty on PlayStation because he figured out he can just charge us full price forever, and we'll buy it. I think he said today or yesterday that like PlayStation is an industry leader or something. There's like a really weird back and forward going on with this whole legal case. It's, it's really weird because this this whole thing is like just watching Xbox shit on themselves, mm. like. This is the weirdest thing in the industry because it's Microsoft and Phil Spencer being like, PlayStation is amazing. Xbox isn't that good. Yeah. The games that we make aren't very good. They're just downplaying themselves so much. And bo- it's really bizarre to watch. It's, it's almost crazy. like corporate cuckery. Like, they're yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm the worst. Himself. I'm so shit. <laughs> d- don't, why would you play my games? <laughs> like, it's very weird. Well, everyone, this is the cucking is that all of the people playing Call of Duty on PlayStation while Phil Spencer's in the corner just jerking himself <laughs> off. <laughs> That's a that's a tough image to have to think about. Uh, and that wraps up our quickest fire news for episode seventy three. <laughs> that was so defeated. That was so. Um, all right. Yeah, I just remember that my PlayStation turns itself off pretty intermittently <laughs> but regularly, so that made me sad. That's fair enough. Um, could I interest you in some news that we care about? 
Yes. First up, Kavinda, Call of Duty is in a little bit of hot water. Or maybe not. We don't really know. Basically, they or are they, or, or, or are they in the red light district? Um, I guess so. <laughs> I see what you're doing. It wasn't that clever, and I hadn't got the story yet. So, uh, what about what about uh, Call of Duty might be thrown in the canal? Yeah, it's better. Better. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you continue. So there's a there's a hotel in Amsterdam, right? It's called the Conservatorium Hotel. It's a beautiful building. It's been recreated in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. You run, I believe you run past <coughs> it in the campaign. It is the setting of a multiplayer map uh, where it is called the, uh, the Breenberg Hotel. The Breenberg Hotel. Uh, and the crux of this is that the manager of the hotel isn't happy about it. He's like, we don't want to be as associated with this weird violent video game that <laughs> we're a, a fancy hotel in Amsterdam. Don't Probably the best publicity here. he's ever going to get, to be really honest with you. But I don't know. Maybe they're just exclusive in five star and they don't look. Want this yeah. Looking at pictures of it, they don't want to be bro. associated with it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at all. It's they don't like want a- the cod bros staying there fucking everyone's mums. Yeah. God, no. Um, <laughs> it's a beautiful place. And uh, it is interesting, though, because if you go and look at like the some guy on Twitter and YouTube, like went to where they filmed it and they did a really good job of recreating. recreating. Yeah. Like. Everything. I wonder if there's like I wonder if they've got a case against them for like like I, I, surely there's got to be some thing where you can't just recreate a building and use it and I guess they didn't use the same name I don't know I'd be interested well if a, you like, don't need to be you interested. can't copyright music and because oh. Govinder I'm I'm a video game journalist and I looked into that for you uh, so under American and European law architecture is copyrightable and copyrightable. I discovered, is a real word. <laughs> it doesn't sound <laughs> like a real word. Did you have to do your journal journalism for that too? You have to do I, yeah, I did Google journalism it. to find I did out Google it, whether or not is real. It doesn't. It, that's the legal term, copyright. It doesn't sound good, but it, if you say so. Uh, so yes, it could cause a, a lawsuit if they so want. Interesting, because like it, then it goes back to like I guess it's only if people care, but then it opens up a real can of worms for like. Every Spider-Man game has the Chrysler building. I do wonder about, like, fair use of, like, monuments True. and things. It's like, it's, rather than using it in a miniature war, war zone and situation, rather than just, like, it's a building in New York City and we've recreated New York City. And there must be something to do with, like, landmarks versus private businesses. Like, I'm sure the Chrysler true, building true, true. had a purpose, but now it's more of a landmark or... I don't know. Well, it still has a purpose. There's businesses in there. When I was living in New York, my dentist was in the Chrysler building. It was rad. Right at the top in like the cool little like Art Deco a- bits. Atrium? It was, it was pretty rad. No, it was just, it's like the arches on the outside, like the, near the top. There's like, a, it's like, it's a very Art Deco-y looking thing. But mm. anyway, we digress. Next up, Govinda, more Call of Duty. I feel like I've been writing about this a lot, but it kind of was the biggest thing out it was bound to be yeah, the case it was like it's the, <laughs> probably the biggest game released in terms of numbers this year so yeah uh so call of duty next year is going to get a premium release in air quotes premium release we don't know if this is going to be a new game or if it will be a modern warfare 2 expansion and we have contention here you're familiar with the insider account charlie intel for call of duty there are Usually have leaks for Call of Duty. Uh, inside, yeah, sure. yeah, inside track. Well, yeah, I'm familiar. Sure, I'll just say yes. There's a few accounts like that around. This is one you see for Call of Duty. Like they'll leak skins and things ahead of time and whatever. Uh, they th- seem to think that we're getting a new full-priced Call of Duty game next year, whereas journalist Jason Schreier reported several months ago that he's hearing. That's not the case. What we're actually going to get is an expansion to Modern Warfare 2. And he actually calls out Charlie Intel in a tweet where he says, quote, Man, lol, you keep falling for the same PR language. It's a continuation of Modern Warfare 2. It's called a full premium release because they're probably going to market, market it and sell it as a $70 game with new single and multiplayer content. But it is more Modern Warfare 2. So they're going to look, kind of release a Modern Warfare 2 2. Yeah. Which sounds dumb enough to be true. But it, no, but it makes sense because we've been hearing for a while that 
they say they're not going to do annual Call of Duty at least yeah. for a little while, so it makes sense that they won't. But obviously, they don't want to not make money, right? And everyone loves of course. money, so of course. let's just release like a content pack, but we'll charge you 120 Australian dollars for it. Eat shit, consumers. It's honestly not the worst idea because this seems rock solid. There's no need to like throw this all out and make a whole new game. Like you could just add a new bunch of maps, bunch of guns. What's wrong with that? Yeah, and I actually think they probably learned they learned a lesson from like the last Modern Warfare game where they did Modern Warfare and then they what was the one after that? The Call of Duty v- Vanguard in- was that one? Maybe, but no. Uh, oh, Cold, Cold War. War, Black Ops Cold Two, Cold War, Cold War. I don't know. Who fucking knows? But all I know is that it was made on a different engine and it fucked up Warzone because they introduced all these other guns from a different game that were not balanced properly and it ruined Warzone for me personally. And so maybe they just were like, "Why would we do this? Like butcher our own service game?" Because I think Warzone's probably their big moneymaker, honestly. They get so many people playing it and yeah. buy shit in there. So, like, why would we butcher our own game? Because they probably saw a pretty significant drop-off in users when they did that whole schmozzle. Mm. And so, yeah, it makes sense to me. I honestly, like, don't really see a reason for them to really keep releasing Call of Duties every year. It seems unnecessary. Honestly, I was reading today, uh, Overwatch 2 has had 35 million players in the last month. Um, I don't play that anymore. No, and I don't either, but they're free to play and they maintain that it's going to be profitable very soon just because oh, for sure. that's what it is. It's free to play, dude. I could see Call of Duty mind. doing that. Yeah, it blows my mind what free to play games charge for like a skin. It blows my fucking mind. Yeah. You can, used to buy, you can buy a whole game for $120 or you can buy one skin in Overwatch for $20. Yeah, it's so outrageous. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking insane? I guess it's for them. They're like, well, how many like how many skins can we make? Like, you got, it's like they do the math. I'm sure they're doing the math behind it, being like, well, we can't make 500 skins and charge two dollars each. It's not feasible for us. But twenty dollars for a cosmetic item that I barely get to see because it's a first person game. Yeah, mind boggled. I and can't we, believe it. We just aren't the market. There's just a whole lot I know, of people I know. out there. They just have these fucking whales out there that just sink money. It's probably all the streamers. I've literally watched like Stroud play a game and just be like, oh, I'm just going to buy all these skins and just b- spends like $200 probably on skins in one go. Yeah. I'm like it must be nice to make that Twitch money. <laughs> Sounds devastating. Speaking of devastating, Govinda, The Last of Us on HBO has a release date, the 15th of January. I was genuinely shocked. To see this, I thought this was coming out the end of next year. I cannot believe. Why is this? De- why is this devastating? Oh, because it's a sad show. <laughs> it does hope in it. Nah, uh, I I wasn't that shocked. I did not think it was going to be the end of next year. I was kind of. I actually thought it was going to be closer to the release of The Last of Us Part One remake. I'm sure they intended for that to be the case. Maybe yeah, it just so uh, this. I just am surprised they announced a release date and it's actually within two months, which is more surprising to me. Well, like, it is two months away. We've kind of talked I this one to death. I thought they'd announce it, like, six months out or something. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I'm weirdly excited for this, but at the same time, I don't know. We have the unknown. We were talking about it last time, I think, with Bella Ramsey, where we were like, I don't, just don't really see her as Since, Ellie. But Yeah, I don't really see it. But I think I just need to go into the show, like, I obviously can't fresh. forget about the game, but I just need to go into it with an open mind that it will yeah. not be the game. Because obviously, like... There's going to be new characters in there we don't know, most almost certainly. It's going to be just different, right? So I need to accept that and be okay with it. I told you I was reading the Game of Thrones books or listening to the Game of Thrones books mm. and watching the show. Real different. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, even by season two and three, like they really yeah. diverge quite heavily. Like there's a bit in the books where like Catelyn goes back to River Run like multiple times and sees her dying father yeah. a couple of times. And in the show, she's just like, I haven't seen him forever and he's dead now. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean. <laughs> like, I get it. Well, it's, it's not necessary, right? It isn't necessary. It. That's the thing. Like, that could just be a good edit. Was it really yeah, great? I think, honestly, there's, there's quite a few of them. Like, there's a, there's because there's a bit where, like, Jamie Lannister is meant to be captive in River Run. And he escapes from there. And, like- she, and, and that's where all of that stuff goes on. But instead, they were just like, just chuck him in a camp in the war somewhere. It's way easier. Like, yeah, because doesn't um, they have like that whole escape on the water with Brienne and like they're escaping River Run and they get captured and that's where they like cut off his hand, right? Or 
Well, same thing's happening, except it, except he doesn't escape River Run. He, is, he they he escape from the, the war the war camp, like the like the Northmen's camp, uh, and then they get they go on the river and get captured and yada yada. Yeah, but it's sure. just it's interesting. So yeah, look, it'll. I just need to let the show be the show and just accept it for what it is. But I, I just have this feeling in my heart that it's going to be a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. Well, look, we've still got the game. That's how I look at it. That's true, and I'm uh, like at some point I'm going to get the Last of Us Part One and play it because I it's been so long since I played that first game, and the remaster the remake looks really good, so that will happen at some point too. It's a beautiful thing. Also, HBO making it gives me like a little bit more hope. Oh HBO yeah, it's very good. We literally like just got a list of like the top fifty HBO shows, and we're like, let's just work our way through this. Let's <laughs> yeah. try yeah. and watch them for sure. No, Skip it's... the Wire season three. That was not very good. Yeah, it's totally irrelevant. I'll move right along. Now let's round out the show with some fun God of War Ragnarok uh, news. Uh, news, critical reception, uh, very high. Govinda, does this shock you? Uh, currently sitting at a 94 on review aggregator website Metacritic. It is the second highest rated video game of the year behind Elden Ring, of course. Are you surprised by Interesting. that? Uh... I guess not really, no. Elden Ring is like, Elden Ring is new and universal and is not as prone to getting review bombed, you know? Like, I feel yeah, like the average, the, the average Joe is like, oh, I can play Elden Ring on my Xbox, so it's sick. But I can just feel like if you go to Metacritic and look at some like of the bottom score user reviews of Ragnarok, it will be like, this game is so fucking shit. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> For... For comparison, Persona 5 Royal, one of the most beloved games on the internet, has a 95. And I believe Breath of the Wild on Metacritic has a 97. It is one of the highest rated video games ever. That blows my mind. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love Breath of the Wild, but like God of War is a better game. Yeah, it's the, uh, there's so much to this. Like there is the concept of the Nintendo bump. Where, like, people just have yeah, of course. so much nostalgia that they just sort of score Nintendo games a little bit higher. Like, I, I don't want to take away from the fact that I think Breath of the Wild was phenomenal, but I, this is a masterclass. Yeah, and I mean, like, I would even extend that to Elden Ring. I think Elden Ring is far more impressive than Breath of the Wild, even though you could say it took a lot of inspiration from it. That's probably why I, I didn't say that as my choice because I think without Breath of the Wild, you maybe don't have Elden Ring. But it's also like, but Elden Ring benefited from more than a decade of Souls combat, whereas Legend of Zelda's been around for 25 years and the combat still sucks. So True, true. <laughs> but without Breath of the Wild, you maybe never get Elden Ring. You no, might just get another I think Souls it's a pretty easy step to move from it's going maybe from... Maybe not, though. I mean, Might we... We had Dark Souls 3 before we had... It might have been completely <laughs> different, though, you know? Like, there's just a lot from... I think that, that looks like they took from... Or borrowed, or were inspired They're by, all inspired by each other. I just... Wild. I don't think it's that revelatory. I think you could make... There were open-world games before Breath of the Wild. Not like Breath of the Wild, though. They no. were Ubisoft... No, there but were Ubisoft open-world games, and that was the open-world format. Someone else would have innovated and gotten there. I don't think that never happens without The that's Legend true. of Zelda. That's true. So that's not surprising. It it moves us into the uh, the sadder story, which is uh, IGN. Wait, really, really quickly. Cool. What I think is what I think is the most surprising to me is that Miles Morales is at an eighty-five. It's a what? Why? <laughs> Miles Morales is only at an eighty-five. Not saying eighty-five is bad, but I was like, I'm looking at like <laughs> Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Gran Turismo, Legacy of Thieves Collection, Returnal. All of those are above Miles Morales, and I think Miles Morales is. Liddy titties. You do have to recall that this is like an aggregate. So, like, to get to the 95, the 96, the 97, you need so many 10s and then just one outlier fucks it all up for you. And, uh, you know... Do, they, do you know if there's anything with, with uh, Metacritic where they remove outliers? Uh, not critically. I believe for the user score, like the player score, they might. I guess you'd have to take... Because I feel like this... I, I, I'm not a mathematician or a mathematics guy, really, but I'm pretty sure when you average something out, you are there's something where you remove the outliers. Yeah, that's to get like a, a true average, a statistics thing, right? Like, yeah, you remove. Yeah, the- but I, it's uh, never mind. I, we do <laughs> semantics again. I'm, I don't do math. Uh, speaking of outliers, though, 
There was one for God of War, and it was, of course, IGN Korea, who, amongst a sea of 10 out of 10s, perfect scores, must-plays, highly recommends, gave the game a 6 out of 10, for which the reviewer promptly received death threats. Uh, uh, by people, now, just to finish, by people that have not played the game. So he has <laughs> played the game, this person, Bae Sang-hyun. He has played the game. I don't read Korean. Uh, everyone's going off like translations. I've even seen websites like earnestly report the Google Translate of what he said, and it doesn't even make sense. You know, like so, no one so, knows what he really uh, says. Do, do, do you want to? Do you want to see what I see right now? What do you got? Uh, as a, uh, I've got a six out of ten review from Sangkyun Bay, top critic, IGN Korea. This is not the full review because there's a, it's a screenshot, and at the bottom it says read full review. We do hyperlink that I can't is this click. Metacritic. Uh, this is off the article that from the from Push uh, So there's a link one, from there. Just one really important add-on. Um, I'm also a top-rated critic on Metacritic. Just so you know. Uh, yeah, you thought it was worthy enough to notice with this guy. I also have I'm that. just reading what I see on the screen and oh, no, no, I just, why do you have to absolutely. make this about you? You are such a narcissist, dude. <laughs> Settle down. No one cares, bro. Skill up, kid, dude. It says, the game's core design lacked innovation compared to the prequel and the story also suffered from a lack of creativity. While the game experience was well-coordinated and wholesome in the last time, everything in this Ragnarok seemed to be a series of soulless modules aligned that's <laughs> what i mean sense. this is not a pure translation this is <laughs> if if the developer's aim were to safely deliver experience of the prior success they would have been other ways to deliver in a better fresh manner sadly the game was insufficient to be felt as a new representation rather it felt like a dlc of the previous title instead now this brings us to a pretty solid talking point because mm. i feel like that's what a lot of people were anticipating and seeing when they were looking at trailers is that it doesn't look like a new game. It looks like DLC. And I think when I saw the skill up review, he described this so succinctly Mm. and I need to regurgitate it, but giving him full credit. This is not a sequel. It is a continuation. Yeah. I love that point too. You like this. This is, it's, it's a story, a full total story told in multiple parts. It is not a sequel. Yeah, when he when he was like, the Return of the King is not a sequel to the Fellowship. It's one yeah. book divided into three parts. I was like, I, how have I never thought of that before? That is so yeah. on the it money. It literally just it's such a good way to put it, and I, I think it it's important for this because he was pretty good at being like, look, I never was re- comparing this to the last game because it is just so good in its own right that it never. Yeah needed to be like it is just what it is so Un- unfortunately look, though we do live in the this video game industry and it is a sequel it came out five years later like it is a oh follow-up. it is and it, it uh, for sure right it is but i think it, part of it is like a if it ain't don't broke fix if it ain't broke don't fix it mm. like the game was fantastic so why would you go in and be like let's reinvent everything that we created i so i get it I think this review is bullshit, and I think we should send some deadly threats to this reviewer. What are your thoughts? Uh, I stand with my uh, IGN Korea brother. Um, <laughs> we don't deserve that kind of treatment from, quite frankly, the unwashed masses like yourself, Kavinda. I, I need to find out his gamer tag, and I need to go <laughs> message him and say, I'm going to fuck your mother. And then <laughs> oh, I also Jesus. need to look <laughs> I need to look at his trophy list, and if, if he has the platinum for this game, death threats, because it means he fucking liked it enough to platinum it. <laughs> it's just an interesting story that, yeah, imagine... Imagine the mind, and I, you see this all the time in the comment sections of reviews, like they're like, that's not an eight, that's a nine. You're like, you haven't played the game. How could you possibly know that? It's not out but yet. But it's also, people have this thing where they're like, no, this is an objective opinion about what this game should be. It's not, this is not an opinion. The game is this number. I'm like, no. You don't like the same games that I like, and I don't yeah. like the same games that you like, and this is my number for it. Yeah. And yours is irrelevant. It's Write so your own strange. fucking review if you want to do that. <laughs> yeah, because no review is objective. They're all subjective. There is no exactly. consensus the whole on anything. of a review. It's so, crazy. But at the same time... need to chill. I love them. I will say, I outside of Push Square's own, I read like half of Sammy's review, and I literally watched as far as the skill up 
review where he made that point, and I was like, that's it. I'm done. I don't need to hear any more. Like, I'm totally sold. I only listened to the Skill Up review. I was oh. working and I had it playing just on YouTube and I was just listening to it, which was a, a nice way to do it. I know he was really good at like, he's good for that. He, he's really good. I would probably what say get- he's the best reviewer. I think he's I think incredible. So. The way he talks, they maybe go for a little too long for my taste. Yeah, they're long, but I like that. Like, I, I like a 10 minute review, but his are like 25, 30 minutes sometimes. I'm like, that's a little long for me, but hey, I like them. They're good and they've written very well and he delivers them well. Uh, and he was very good with like spoilers and he was like, <laughs> he sums it up quite nicely in the beginning of that review. I, I appreciate his reviews. He appreciates mine. It's no big deal, Govinda. We're, no one's worried about that. We're all very happy with each other's reviews, quite frankly. Have you ever written a review or is that just... No? Why would I? I'm a network designer. Oh, I just, you know, it's just something, it's just something people do. Well, I guess. <laughs> Get me out of here. I'm starting to pass out. I've been drinking this sarsaparilla and it's very warm now uh, and I feel like I need some water. Firstly, before we do that, I'd like to apologize for everyone for Kale's narcissism. I know it's really really bringing down the whole vibe of the show and I've been trying to stop him from doing it, but he just can't help himself. Uh, I think he just feels like it's kind of like small man syndrome. He doesn't feel very confident in himself, so he just kind of has to talk himself up so he feels better about himself. Don't. don't. Uh, Real weak. Real weak man vibes, but hey, it is who he is, and we accept him for that. Uh, I play a character on this be. show. <laughs> I am a humble man. No, this is exactly Kale in real life. I guarantee <laughs> he's not humble. Humility is not in his vocab. This is why I have to bring him down a peg or two every now and again. But this has been episode 73 of Long Live Play. I've been me. Kale's been him. We do this show every two weeks now because life <laughs> is tough and I don't like editing as much and Kale's about to have a baby. So suck it up, bitches. It just means there's more of us to love. When you have nothing else. Or there's less, I guess. That actually doesn't make any sense because there's way less of us to love because there's half the amount of shows, I guess. Mm, but and they're not twice as long either, so... No, no, they're not. If anything, we're aiming for shorter, more succinct shows. So I think this is probably going to round in just about an hour, maybe a smidge under even. So take that, you muppets. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.